Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. You're really going to be rewarded for that today because we have got a great interview lined up. Really been looking forward to this. We've got Sats Solansky. He is from uh, London, which is kind of cool. International guest, always great to have folks from all over the world on uh, the podcast. He uh, planted his church in 2021. It's called Reflect Church, out of another church. Uh, They have two locations in London. Uh, Plus, they're part of an international movement called C3 Church Global. If you're not familiar with them, you should be a fantastic movement. On top of being a pastor, he also runs a website called Digital Rabbi, which he offers coaching, speaking, and hosts a podcast as well. We love having podcasters on. Uh, Super excited to have you on sats thanks for being here today well hey rich uh thanks for having me on no this will be great little be uh yeah i have this funny thing with london i had never been i should have said this before we even began i'd never been to london in my life ever in my entire life and i was three times in the last 12 months which is very no odd very very strange so i love london love getting love getting a chance to talk with uh with folks in london so uh to fill in the picture tell us a little bit about reflect tell us about your background yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, as you said, we 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 replanted the church um, a couple of years ago. Um, that was out of an, an existing multi-site church, um, which had been going for I don't know twenty, thirty years, something like that. We'd been a part of that church, my wife and I, since um, really going to university. So, mm-hmm. um, it was quite a big change. Um, sadly, there was a little bit of uh, you know leadership transition, a bit of drama, mm. a bit of difficulty. So um, that was a thing. <laughs> and, so that uh, happened. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Um, and so uh, really it was like, what do we want to do? You know, uh, we've got mm-hmm. this, you know, group of people. It was around COVID. And London is the sort of city where, you know, a lot of people just left, you know, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, they want to go home. They're not originally from London or yeah. it's it's a terrible city to have COVID in <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it's all yes. about what you can do out and yeah. about in this city. So, yeah, it wasn't great for a lot of of people so, so that obviously had a massive effect on the church so we had this small group of people were like what do we want to do you know should we just mm-hmm. t- take a break or should mm-hmm. we give it another go so yeah we felt like it was the right thing to to kind of try and lead people through that, that was the word actually i kind of felt mm-hmm. like there were people there and it, it just felt almost wrong just to abandon ship you know in a time mm-hmm. of crisis mm-hmm. so um so that's mm-hmm. how it kind of came back and 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 really we've been rebuilding very slowly um mm-hmm. i would say strategically slowly but i think um, uh, that makes me sound a bit smarter than uh, maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would, I would say we've we've lent into that to try and create um, what we've really felt the church needs, which is rest and mm-hmm. what we needed as well. Um, so it's changed how we're doing things. And we have this really unique opportunity to start something with some people who are already with us. So it's not completely mm-hmm. from scratch. So it right. gives us a bit of space to explore Um mm-hmm. Yeah, without thinking, well, no one's going to want to be a part of this. It's it's too different from what people are right. expecting. Right. Huh. That's cool. I'd love to to talk about that. I was when I was doing a little bit of research. I see you know you have two locations, one in Bellum. I don't know London very well. Although when I was there once, I had a I had a great after. I had this amazing pizza 
in this really cool spot, sat for a whole afternoon, and it was in Bellum. So I'm like, I feel like I oh, know no London. Way. Yeah, which is hilarious. So um, right off the kind of town square or this, I don't know what they call it, like the square there is beautiful. One of these I remember because it was a bright, sunny day, and I was like, wow, this is not London. This is not my picture of of London. So <laughs> uh, so anyways, love, uh, love that part of the world. So that's fantastic. Well, let's come back to that strategically slow. You know, that doesn't really connect with church planting. You know, we have this picture of church planting which is like go 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 you know push hard do everything ring all the bells do everything we can uh talk to us and that can lead ultimately to unhealthy patterns i think ultimately that can you know you you hear this all the time it's almost like a stereotype it's like we got you that's how you get going and then 10 years later the pastor or the leadership team burns out and they're like they have this come to jesus moment and they're like oh we should not lead like this and i've uh, sometimes joked where i've said like has anybody ever started without that <laughs> like is there a way to do it that's not that way so unpack that T talk to us to about being strategically slow what's that look like yeah well i mean great question and I, I think it's probably worth just saying like um I think often we as leaders and maybe just as people, we tend, we do tend to react and overcorrect. So Ooh. I would sense just looking at my own journey that the past few years has been uh, a correction, but it could be an mm. overcorrection as well. And I do mm. feel the, uh, the pendulum swinging a little bit back, you know, mm -hmm. um, just to give you an example, you know, for a while, we just, we just, <laughs> a lot of the things you would associate with our sort of church, you got lyrics, we got all sorts of stuff. We just, we scrapped lyrics when we came back to church like we didn't even mm. bother putting them on a screen it was that minimal and right. for, for those listening obviously people don't know me so they don't know how i'm wired but just to help everyone i'm wired in a way that is visionary that is driven all of the classic you know traits okay. of yes. a lot of church planters and so um for me that was like very strange but i think one of the things um one of the I wouldn't call it maybe maybe let's call it a mantra it's a mantra now uh, <laughs> was this phrase which was we'll do what we can do um, mm. because we went from an environment where we had a very hard-working team you know it was all about come on let's build the church let's build the kingdom of God let's go you know you know London for Jesus all of that jazz which mm. I'm still into <laughs> I'm still into that as a concept but mm. but um but uh you know it, it was just, it was very very busy and so we realized actually what COVID did is it created a lot of space and and it mm -hmm. created space for people to think about what their priorities were. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things we realized is that Sundays took so much energy. And what mm -hmm. it really meant is that most people didn't have any energy for throughout the week, which, mm -hmm. you know, there's obviously one Sunday and the six other days. So what does that mean for what it looks like to be a Christian the rest of the week? Um, mm -hmm. So we just realized it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was our love for the church. You know, we wanted to create something. We want to create space for people to connect with God, etc. Mm -hmm. But the way we were going about it was actually not accomplishing that in the overall mm -hmm. um, across mm -hmm. the week. So that seemed to be a pretty big error. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know yeah. it's not just me because I've heard a lot of other conversations. You know, I think there has been something globally across you know the global church um, mm -hmm. of people getting this revelation and, and shifting. And um, yeah, it's it's felt really good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'd love to, you know, unpack that. You know, that that's a contrarian position, obviously you've, you know, you've, you know, you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, something that I think is the reason why we're talking about it is because it grabs your attention. You think, oh, okay, this is a little bit interesting. So, you know, I, that idea that Sunday takes so much energy, I think is true. I think all of us can resonate with that. It feels like, gosh, it is so much push to make the weekend happen. And, is this really a day of rest? Like what's happening here? Unpack that a little bit more. What's that look like for you to kind of, 
you know, take a step back from, okay, we're not even going to have lyrics. What else has that, you know, kind of what other things, other ways has that impacted your thinking or the way things are well, done at Reflect? Well, well I, think, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, it, we didn't not have lyrics forever, you know, it, it, it did change. And, but what was really funny in, in the first couple of weeks that we, we did that um, mm -hmm. is I was getting text messages from people who were almost mm -hmm. like jittery about it. And they're saying, oh, and they were suggesting, do you want us to print some lyrics? It was almost like they thought maybe they can't figure it out how to do it. <laughs> so so, so we, we, we let people do it. We let, we let them print them out. And what it did is it created a sort of environment where it, it was kind of the opposite of consumerism. Because mm. because now it's not like we're going to create all this stuff for you, which mm -hmm. which is there's nothing wrong with that, but it but it does it does slightly um uh, disempower people from mm. actually contributing because we've kind of got a top down sort of hierarchical structure. This is what mm. we're doing. This is what we're, you know all of that sort of stuff. And and what it did is it created a little bit more sense of this is our church. Mm. Um, obviously it's Jesus' church, but mm. you know, and we do need leaders and all of that jazz. But mm. but mm. it created it created a sense of 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 um more buy-in actually mm. like more ownership which mm -hmm. when you really think about what you want as a leader that is what you want mm. um so another shift we we made is we stopped talking about money like mm. not completely mm -hmm. but um on a weekly basis mm -hmm. um and still and i imagine this will change so again i'll come back to the overcorrection but for a little mm -hmm. while we just thought you know what we're just going to rest this conversation Take a break from that yeah. we would talk about it in a few messages maybe in the year but we've seen our giving go up. So I, there's mm. something about the spirit of it that is attractive. I think when we're mm. not pushing, we're not forcing, just in that we're going to make something happen, mm -hmm. we actually understand mm -hmm. that it is God's church and he is the mm. one building it. And we mm. definitely have a significant role to play. But when we just step back a little bit and we get you know in step with the spirit, we're walking mm. with God, mm -hmm. I, I, I think God can do things that we couldn't do in our own strength. And, uh, and I think there's a lot we could do in our own strength. You know, I think mm. there's a lot we can create in a church without God. Mm. <laughs> and well, I, that's yeah, okay. That's as well. true, right? There's <laughs> that. Oh, and I've said that for years. Like one of the, I, I would say like one of those, you know, how you have these like discontenting questions you walk with for a long time. One of them in my life has been, so what was actually happening during all those revivals years ago? Was that, and there's like two really dissatisfying answers. One is it's like, no, like the Lord was moving and and it was all him and he loved those people more than he loves the communities we're in today and i'm like that doesn't sound right like there's a part of that that sounds off but then the other end of that spectrum is like well no those people were just more committed and they did something and that feels like oh you know and obviously we know it's it's you know there's a lot mixed up in there but for sure we, we don't want it to be all about us we want it to be about about him and I love that idea of creating space. Um, and how do we do that? When you know, when you look at the idea of reducing clutter in people's lives, you know, there's Sunday's one piece of it, but there's lots of other stuff that we do that that can create all kinds of just kind of meaningless clutter. Um, and what has as you've pulled those away? What were some of those things you pulled away? And then as you've started to add things back, because it sounds like you're you know you talk about the overcorrection, you've started to have to add stuff back. What has driven you to do that? What have you added back? And how are you doing that, trying, trying to do that in an intentional way that looks a little different? Mm. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's a lot of factors. The first one, I think, is geography um, has to be acknowledged. Mm. We're, in a, mm. we're in London. We're in a very specific city. And we're in a mm. very specific culture. The world is very different. <laughs> and, mm. 
and uh, what are the it, it's i wouldn't say it's a joke but but i think sometimes when when on this side of the world we talk to american or north american pastors yeah. there is a bit of a we do smile because it's just it's so different and often there's yes. not that kind of awareness but I, but i think you know every city's different you know every um demographic's different i think we're all called to do slightly different things and obviously there's some commonalities but it's been very freeing for me to realize i don't have to do what everyone else is doing because no one else is where i am with this group of people uh, in this time and no one else is me so so that really changes no one no one else has got the same team as i do etc so the more you look at it the more unique it becomes and i think that gives you a lot of freedom to actually have the courage to go well we're not going to do this and we're going to do this so i think to go to some of the practicals um i think they will be quite geographic you know i realized that um you know people just work really late here um so they're working really hard and often people have moved to the city because for their job, you know, for mm-hmm. their career, for their thing. So mm-hmm. it's almost like some of the more traditional models of come on, let's get people volunteering and coming to stuff. Mm-hmm. It's almost like people just do not have the energy for it. And right. that that was quite hard to acknowledge because you're like, well, you mm-hmm. should have the energy for it. <laughs> you know, you should be more committed. But yes, just to yes. embrace that rhythm of mm. of the of the city so so what that's that's meant is that sundays has become less invitational and more discipleship orientated because it's mm. our major point of connection mm. um because we don't have a we can get people midweek but it's it's mm. a little bit difficult and i suspect that will change you know over the next few years because um as we've created space for rest and this is the weird tension and i think tension is a great word to describe everything we're talking about here because mm. again you can overcorrect it but it's it's things intention isn't it is it god is it us well it's intention isn't it it's mm. both mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so everyone we've all got to interpret it haven't we for ourselves mm-hmm. and figure out where mm-hmm. where that is so i hope no one thinks i'm preaching this really extreme <laughs> i'm just <laughs> about i'm just I, i've got conviction about what we're doing and yes. i think ultimately yeah, yeah, that's what course. it comes down to because yep. you, you you have to know that you're doing what God is asking you to do. And yep. that is the definition of success, isn't it? That's, that's mm-hmm. faithfulness. Um, mm-hmm. So um, oh, I forgot where I was going, but there was <laughs> there was something practical. I think you wanted to know what we actually stripped out. Was that the question? Yeah, what well, we stripped yeah. out. And then and, and as you've added back in, because it sounds like you're, you've added a few things back in, or maybe yes. even thinking about that, what would kind of what's the framework you're using to think about yes. that? Yes. Okay, I got it. It's 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 come back. <laughs> Great, love it. So 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 I've realized that um you know seasonally post COVID as we've created rest, um mm-hmm. we've we've done something amazing which we've given people space. But the flip side is is also true that people have actually lost the capacity to gather as much. Mm. So so it's been good to rest. Mm. But mm-hmm. now it is time, I sense, for us to be encouraging people a little bit more. So we've given people a lot of space, like come on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, we have maybe one other midweek event, um, which mm-hmm. is not, which is like once a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's for the core core of the church in, in mm-hmm. something we call influencers, which is a sort of equivalent of membership. Um, mm-hmm. But what we try to do with membership is make it less um, church oriented and more mm-hmm. your life orientated. Um, mm-hmm. That's another story. But I, th- I think um, in realizing people need to, increase their capacity there is a case mm-hmm. to bring back um mm-hmm. all the typical things we have had groups but we haven't put a massive you know push right. on push them yet on so that. so yeah, we yeah. feel that coming back in okay it's mm-hmm. it's time it's time to come on you you do need to be in a group mm-hmm. <laughs> you do need to do something other than work you, you know like we do need to tell people it's so so yeah I, I, that would that would probably be it I would, I would say in the service itself we've stripped back a lot of as i said talking about money it's not doesn't mm-hmm. take you know it's not something that's really there we don't have a lot of announcements but but again mm-hmm. we're in a very um you know youthful um mm-hmm. environment everybody's digitally mm-hmm. connected so mm-hmm. we can just go see the website you know we, we don't have mm-hmm. to 
been a long time telling what's on Tuesday evening, Wednesday night, yeah, Thursday, etc. So we just got rid of a lot of that fluff that didn't really mm-hmm. need to be there for us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I'd love, to, so there's a lot we can learn here. So London, uh, you know, obviously it's a global city and in a lot of ways is, you know, leads in so many areas. And, you know, the fact that, you know, it is really in some ways peering into the future because it's so post-Christian, you know, I, Mike, this was the context I'm used to, you know, worked for years in the Manhattan facing suburbs. And, you know, I, th- those are think communities we have to keep staring at and learning from. So this is super helpful for us. You know, I, let's talk more about that loss of capacity issue. I think there's a real issue there. One of the things in, in the UK for listeners, um, you know, may not be aware of this, but the UK government has identified loneliness as like an issue at like the highest level. There's literally like a, I don't know what they call them, loneliness czar. It's like, hey, we got to work on this. And so let me be the devil's advocate or maybe the angel's advocate. So like in a season when the culture is identifying, hey, people are not connecting with each other. Is it the right move for us to pull back? Shouldn't we be leaning in? Shouldn't we? Isn't there even just practically something we can do by trying to get people connected? Or or am I thinking about that incorrectly? Yeah, no, I, I think you are right. I think we want to help people um, mm-hmm. get in the right environments but but I think I think the key thing is is that we need to ask about what we do and what we create for people to mm, attend and connect with is does yeah. it does it give them energy or does it right. drain energy? Because mm-hmm. I I think that's that's it, isn't it? If you come to a service and you feel like I'm obligated to serve and I feel like I've got to do this and there's and you just feel it's not so much about what you're doing, it's more about just where the person is in themselves. If they are operating in a place where they're just giving a little bit more than they would like to or they're able to, then they're going to mm. come away from that event feeling a little bit drained and that affects how they're going to show up in the future. And so mm. what we've really tried to do is is just try and be really sensitive with that so that mm. we're not, um, you know, when you've got a machine, which is church, mm. you've got roles you've got to fill, you've got things you've got to do, and then you get stuck because you end up prioritizing the overall vision over mm. the individual. And, and we have to flip it the other way and understand that the mm. vision will be built when people are built. And, and so we do want to, engage people but we, we have to figure out a way that's going to um give them energy um mm-hmm. and and make them and, and for me if, if we want to talk more theologically or practically for me that's sure. about creating more space for the presence of god more mm-hmm. space for Love it. um you know ministry not just teaching um yep. you know so we do a lot more space in ourselves a lot more like awkward silences mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like where we'd be like cool next thing next thing it's like mm-hmm. no we're just gonna wait on god for a bit and just see yeah, what I happens. It. So I, I think that that is what people need when they come to church, mm-hmm. right? They need to come away feeling like they've received something. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I, you know, so my my background, folks that are listening will know this, but I, you know, I, I really come out of the attractional church movement. That's where I spent most of my time um, and still spend a lot of my time thinking and 100% agree that like the, if you just held on to what we did 20, 30 years ago, um, that isn't, you've missed the boat because it's like people have changed and obviously COVID accelerated. And I totally agree on this idea of accessible encounters, how when people come to our experiences, they need to, they need to actually experience something. Um, even just last weekend at our, our church, Jeff, our lead pastor, you know, he took 10 minutes and did a Lectio Divina, you know, it was using different language. Uh, and it was, you know, it was clarifying what was happening for folks who maybe have never experienced that before. But I'm like, we would have never done that 20 years ago. Like we would have never said, let's stop our service and have, you know, vast moments of just quiet where we're giving people a a piece of scripture to chew on that we just would have never done that. Give us some examples of what does that kind of accessible encounter look like for you? How, how are you, 
you know, how are you creating that space for people for them to actually have in some sort of encounter with uh, the Holy Spirit? What's that look like for you? Yeah, good, good question. Um, I think it's very um, individual to the leader, to the team, to the pastor. Sure. Beca- because, and I think the reason that is, is because um, we all have, it's it's about gifting, isn't it? There's all areas mm-hmm. where you, you can deposit more, let's say. So mm-hmm. personally for me, um, I've grown to learn that I'm quite prophetic. And so mm-hmm. that involves sharing words of encouragement, et cetera. So I always try and incorporate that into mm-hmm. whether that's one-on-one, not necessarily, but just mm-hmm. group, there's just time where I try and get into that space. And mm-hmm. the really cool thing actually, Rich, is that, um, you know, I've noticed that maybe, maybe over the last two months in particular, I don't know why it is, but for whatever reason, my, my kind of sermon prep time, mm-hmm. I've just stopped doing as much sermon prep. And mm. what I mean by that is like um, prep on the the teaching side of it. I've spent mm. a lot more time just waiting on God mm. <laughs> and just saying, God, what do you want to do? <laughs> and then I've had Shocker. to have courage. <laughs> I, I know, right? You've taken more time to ask the Lord, hey, what is it that you'd like to say? <laughs> what am I doing? To what yeah. is my stampy statement? What's my, 100%. my sticky bottom line? A hundred percent. So so I think that has increased people's experience and encounter of God because I'm now not trusting so much in my gifting. I know I can communicate. I know I can talk. Mm-hmm. People like me. Like, you know, I'm a charismatic person. Like, But mm-hmm. actually, all those things are cool. But like, it's nothing if if i don't have the main thing which is right. what is god wanting to say because god mm-hmm. wants to speak to people and when people encounter god it's 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 not even like a hack it's just the thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally totally love it so good that's that's fantastic i think that's even encouragement for folks that are prepping you know on the message side like what if we took more time to just opened up space to say hey lord what is it that you're what do you want to say to people today like that's great love it so good um, when you think to the future, you know, when you think about this kind of strategically slower, trying to figure out how do we do this in a way that, you know, is in rhythm with our community, I think that's another thing you've, you know, has been lacing in here that I think is a really good insight, which is, hey, let's look very carefully at our local context, what we're actually doing. You know, you got to understand the people of London. Um, that's where God's called you to to lead. When you look to the future, are there other questions or other things you're wrestling with that you're thinking about for the future? Like, hmm, this might be something where, you know, where we might be pointing in that direction in the future. It might be some something on the horizon. Um, I, th- I think I think it's probably just in the tension between everything we've learned in this last season mm-hmm. and what we reclaim back from in terms of organization and systems and, and all of those mm-hmm. things. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in a small context right now. Like the church is mm-hmm. not massive, so that it allows mm-hmm. us to be very sensitive and very. Indip- individualized mm-hmm. in how we approach what mm-hmm. we're doing but obviously we will grow and mm-hmm. and we want to grow you know we want to reach more mm-hmm. people that's good um mm-hmm. so how do we grow in a way that still keeps that uh, that's that's going to be i don't know if i have the answers but that's probably going to be the the one thing i'm thinking about <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah love it that's cool love it so good good stuff well tell us about digital rabbi this is kind of fun set of resources and um yeah tell us a little bit about you know what's going on there yeah, so um, I kind of have a background in uh, a lot of creative stuff. So mm-hmm. um, mostly a lot, a lot of it was just on the side, freelancing just over the years, mm-hmm. kind of alongside doing church stuff and, you know, design and copywriting and video. And, and you just, I think in the age of social media, it's just meant that you kind of needed all the skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now, job descriptions are like, hey, <laughs> you need to be able to do this. You know, it's yes. like, wow, where's where are people going to get this? So so I've kind of grown up in that, um, you know, just learning a bit of everything. And, and so um, I've always been involved in doing creative services and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But more recently in the last few years, um, 
I've just been thinking about, you know, okay, I can do all of these things, but what do I want to do? Mm. You know, and that, that was like a pretty big question that I don't know if I'd done because I've been in an environment which there were a lot of positive things about the church environment we're in. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it, I mentioned the drama. It wasn't all drama. There was much to mm -hmm. take, take away from it. Sure, but I, but sure, I think yeah, yeah. when you're in an environment um, where you're part of something bigger than you, which is a good thing, you don't always stop to sit down and ask the question, mm. what do mm. I really want? So I think we've just found ourselves in a place of like immense freedom, suddenly thinking mm. I can do anything. <laughs> so right, what should right, I do? Right. You know? Yes. And so there was a whole <laughs> process there of like, do I trust myself to make the right decision of what I want to do? You know? And <laughs> right. you know, it was almost like scary, like yeah. the, the freedom. Um, yes. And, and so uh, I, I think I've just gone on a whole um, learning curve around desire. Uh, which maybe we could just tap into for a moment, you know, like, yeah, totally. Let's talk about it. it. It's, it's like when you talk about desire, like instinctively, it sounds kind of like um, potentially sinful, mm. <laughs> you know, that's okay, kind of the word. Sure. When you think about desire or going after the th things that you desire, it kind of sounds like, oh, you shouldn't trust that, mm. you know, like what it, I don't know, mm. maybe that's just me, but like that, that's, that's no, been my that. experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. I get that. Yeah. And, mm. so, and so, um, just going on this process of like actually realizing that God created desire and it's good. Right. And, yeah. you know, actually you should feel alive and feel energized mm -hmm. by the things mm -hmm. that you do. And, mm -hmm. and wouldn't it be strange if God created us to hate doing his will <laughs> to hate, <laughs> you know, cause, cause yeah. it's that classic thing that when you're gifted in something, um, you know, I'm a musician as well. When, when, when you, when, mm -hmm. when I'm playing music, it does not feel like work. Mm. It feels too good. And I go, well, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing this. This is, this, right. this is too much fun. And I often yes. find that we trick ourselves and, and we go, oh, but this is too easy. So I can't sell that mm -hmm. to people because it's too easy for me. But mm -hmm. the fact is, is that it's actually, it, the reason it's easy for you is because you're gifted for it. And that's mm -hmm. actually part of your calling, your purpose. So the whole mm -hmm. digital rabbit thing has just come out of that. Me mm -hmm. asking questions about what do I really want to do? And one of those things I realized was I just love sitting down in conversations like this one and helping, mm -hmm. you know, talking to people. And I was just doing it anyway. Talking to mm -hmm. people was giving me so much energy, and I realized that there's a whole coaching thing in this that gives mm -hmm. me so much energy. So that's that's one of one of the threads is podcasting, but but really it is around. Um, I I think it's really around dreams and desires. You know, mm -hmm. I think people, especially people who have worked in church or volunteered a lot in church, mm -hmm. often sacrifice the, some of the things that they want um, mm -hmm. for the good of the kingdom, and that's not a bad thing. I think there's times to do that, but I do think it's a bad thing when it's permanent. <laughs> And when those mm. dreams don't come back off the shelf and we just get, mm. we're, we're on the treadmill of church life. And then mm. it's 10 years later and you think, well, I never did do those things. And you start mm. to feel a bit resentful and whatever it is. And I think I, for me, seeing the kingdom of God expand has to fit into things like that, not just into a church environment. Um, you know, I think when people create music, uh, there's something of beauty in it that is mm. good and necessary. Mm. And we must move from a, uh, oh, this is something I'd like to do to this is something I must do. You know, mm. so for all the creators listening, I just want to encourage you, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't feel like, oh, this is like maybe something I should, oh, I want you to really feel like the urgency mm. and the sense of like stewardship. That, that right. was the big one for me, realizing actually God has given me these gifts. I have mm -hmm. to use them. Like it's, it's a, it's not good <laughs> for me to ignore right. them for other things that are important as well, but maybe have taken too much urgency uh, in my right. life. Well, and I think, you know, we've, and we've had, uh, I can think of, um, we had my one of my friends, Mike Brennan, oh, this is two years ago, three years ago on the podcast, and he's a, definitely a creative as well and had served in churches for a long time. And there's that, I, I think, 
the um, can be a problem sometimes as a creative in that if you're doing creative services in a church there's that weird thing where it's like you know it's like it can feel like the thing that i do is just getting wrung out of me like it's like a it's it's not actually it doesn't feel like worship anymore it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you know and and we've got to pay close attention to that i think particularly and, and that i think is true for all of us we all anyone who is you know if we have the honor or the privilege of of working in a church, there's a line there that we've got to watch carefully. And so, I, yeah, there may be people, like you say, there may be people that are listening in that that resonates with you. I'd encourage you to drop by uh, Sat's website and check out Digital Rabbi, and we'll put links to it in the show notes. Maybe even jump on our coaching call, you know, grab a half an hour time slot and say, hey, like this is the kind of stuff I'm I'm wrestling with. Um, and he's all the way in London, so you know, there's you know that he can give you some good outside perspective. Uh, good strategic outsider. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. So just as we're coming to land today's episode, anything else you'd you'd love to share with us just as we wrap up today? I don't think so. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. <laughs> nice. I just want to say no, uh, thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me yeah. on and appreciate what you're doing. I, I think I came across you possibly a few years ago on Carrie Newhoff's podcast. Uh, oh, I knew yeah, I'd yeah, seen yeah. your name when it came up. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I know this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for everything you're doing, man. Yeah, appreciate that. C- Carrie is a, d- a dear friend. Uh, you know, I knew Carrie before he was Carrie Newhoff. And so, uh, <laughs> which is great. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. He's a good, he's a good guy, good friend. So appreciate that. that. So, well, thanks so much. If, we, if people want to find you online, where do we want to send them? Uh, find the church, find you. Yeah. So all the digital rabbi stuff, you can go to digitalrabbi.co. I'm also on Instagram at Sat Solanke. And uh, we've got a podcast as well, Digital Rabbi. The church is reflect.church. That's our website mm-hmm. address, nice and clean. So, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's good amazing you got that that's good all right well thanks so much i appreciate you being here sats and thanks for spending time with us today thanks rich thanks for tuning in to the unseminary podcast drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team there you will find articles online courses and so much more unseminary stuff you wish they taught in seminary presented by cdf capital Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.